and welcome to the Collective Wisdom Podcast, the podcast that explores how to be a wiser version of yourself. This is a podcast that helps you to tap into your own inner wisdom and find the answers within you for how to live your best life. I'm your host, Kat Preston. I'm a certified life coach, and I help people to turn down the noise in their heads and tune into the wisdom in their hearts. Every week, I'll be asking my guests to tell their stories about what they've learned along the way and share some of their wisdom with us. I'm so thrilled you can join us. This season of the Collective Wisdom Podcast is brought to you by Between Tracks Media Productions. Chris Hall Franzkoviak set up Between Tracks with a mission to make the process of setting up and producing a podcast as easy and pain-free as possible. He does all that and more with his super-organized system for file sharing, his tips and advice on everything from which equipment to buy to how to get the best sound quality. The service at Between Tracks is amazingly professional, reasonably priced, and above all, Chris is just a really nice guy to work with. I think it's fair to say that without his help, there wouldn't be a Collective Wisdom podcast. Wisdom, as we all know, is about understanding your own limitations, and mine on the technical side were pretty high. As ever, there's a link in the show notes for his website and contact details. Thanks so much to Chris at BetweenTracks.com. Hi there, and welcome to episode seven. If you're listening to this from lockdown, I do hope you're managing to keep your spirits up. My guest this week is Peter Shepherd, a lovely coach friend of mine who has so much great advice to share on just that subject, how to find things that spark joy for you. He recommends going for a daily swim, but given I live in landlocked Gloucestershire and not 100 metres from the beach in Melbourne, I've had to skip that idea in favour of a walk with a dog who can never contain his sheer joy just at the mere mention of the word walk. But what really sparked joy for me last week, the sort of pure joy that melts your heart and brings tears to your eyes and has stayed with me ever since, was the poem that stole the show at President Biden's inauguration. As I watched Amanda Gordon read her incredible poem with such poise and grace, with her skin shimmering in the sunlight against that blue, blue sky, I felt a real sense of something bigger than all of us. Her courageous plea for unity, togetherness and to rebuild, reconcile and recover was just so powerful and in a way restorative in itself. So I'll leave you today with those wisest of words Amanda gifted us with in the hope that they raise your spirits as much as they did mine. There is always light if only we are brave enough to see it, if only we are brave enough to be it. Wisdom is something that's hard to define, and yet somehow we know it when we see it. For me, wise people have the capacity to step back and see the bigger picture. They're thoughtful and self-reflective. They recognize the limits of their own knowledge, consider alternative views and other people's perspectives, and remember that the world is always changing. By those measures, my guest today is definitely very wise. And what he lacks in wisdom, he certainly makes up for in height. At six foot seven, he might not be the wisest head coach over at the old NBA, but he's most definitely the tallest. Peter's been helping people create the change they seek to make, not only at Akimbo, but also in his work at the Human Periscope, where he's coached hundreds of business leaders, entrepreneurs, artists, and change makers as they go out into the world and make a difference. He also, together with Jen Waldman, hosts an amazing podcast, The Long and the Short of It, 
which is a weekly conversation that invariably gets you thinking. And if that's not enough, he has a brilliant TED talk to his name, The Imposter Two-Step, where he tells his own story about how to deal with the imposter of being extremely tall, which I highly recommend you watch. But ultimately, he's such a warm, friendly, funny guy who always seems to know just the right thing to say. So I was really thrilled when he agreed to join me as a guest on the podcast. Pete, a very warm welcome and thanks so much for being here. Oof, wow, Cab Preston, thank you for having me in those kind words. I'm feeling... <laughs> you are so welcome. Very well deserved. I'm feeling, feeling like an imposter in this moment as you <laughs> read that beautifully written introduction. I was sort of like, oh my gosh, is she talking about a different person? Is that me? Well, one of the greatest pleasures about this role is that, yeah, every guest it's my job to just go and tell them what I see in them. That's mm. why I've asked them to be here. That's why I've invited them along. And it's such a pleasure to be able to put those, those intros together. I think maybe what I need to do in future is send them to the person afterwards, the little gift with the, with the actual episode when it's all wrapped up in a bow. Very nice. Very generous of you. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. So tell me a bit more about this. Um, you know, your TED talk is on the imposter and I'm just curious about given that you coach so many people how often you mm. see that imposter rearing its head mm. it's just like so often that i can't even put a number to it like it could be 80 percent of the time I, I don't know what the percentage is but it's so so often and what i think is what i've observed is it manifests itself in a different way often some people say oh i'm suffering from a bit of imposter syndrome they actually use that verbiage and others just kind of say something like, oh, I could never do that. Or, or I don't think I'm qualified to, to, you know, go for that promotion. And they don't even know the words for it. They, they haven't maybe heard of it or they haven't yeah. thought that that's what it is. They've told themselves a story that that is a reality. And so I hear it and I see it so much. And I think what's probably most common when I call it out or when we talk about it and we unpack it a bit more is this you can sort of see the weight come off the shoulders of somebody when they realize that they're not alone when they yeah. realize oh oh it's not just me that feels that way it's not yeah. just me that feels like a fraud or a fake or a phony you know that's a there's a word for it that's crazy like i didn't know that and then you know i'll, I'll share a story oh, i feel like an imposter right now talking to cat it's her podcast who am i to be on this podcast and you can yeah. see them kind of just getting lighter and lighter as they realize oh okay this is kind of just sort of part of the human experience. I guess we all have moments where we are doing new things. And as a result, we feel a bit like an imposter. Yeah. And I loved your, the way you put it, which was to have a conversation with the imposter rather than to try and fight it or overcome it. Mm. Just, just have a dialogue, get, get, get into a conversation around this is a, this is why I'm doing this. This is going to be okay. But also that there's this theory that, you know, what you explained so well in the Ted talk is that really, if you're not feeling an imposter, then where are you growing? You know, because mm -hmm. it's a great sign that you're doing something that's gonna help you develop and grow and yeah, do something that's that's gonna be exciting. Yeah, I, I really had that aha moment when I heard Seth Godin talk about how he feels like an imposter. And I remember listening to this interview one time and sort of had to rewind it and listen to it a few times. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, hang on a minute, how is that possible that someone, you know, who's written 20 bestsellers and launched a bunch of really brilliant courses and done many, many successful businesses, how is that possible? 
And the way he broke it down was sort of what I was riffing on and tried to build on a little was he broke it down as, you know, every time I'm doing meaningful work, I will feel like an imposter. And so he kind of thinks of it as a compass is it's the sign that I'm right on the edge of something that might not work. And that he sort of talked about it as that's thrilling. Like that's where I want to be. Yeah. And that really was the light bulb for me where I was like, oh, I see. Because if I've never written a book before, then, you know, by definition, if I sat down to write a book, I'm an imposter because I haven't done it before. So that's, it's a, a more of a compass or a sign that, okay, this is work that's worth doing. There yeah. is a reason I feel this way. And I, and I can, to your point, have a conversation and then start to lean in a little bit. And just that idea that this is something you should move towards, even though the voice of the imposter can be so loud to say, listen, this, this sounds like a really bad idea. What are you <laughs> thinking? You know, just at that moment, it really is important to just bust through it and, uh, and yeah. give it a go. And yeah. just ask yourself, I love that reframing of instead of saying to yourself, what's the worst that can happen if I get up on this stage or write this book or launch this podcast, what's the best thing that can happen? Mm. You know, mm. if you start to just think about the possibilities that yeah. are the other end of the spectrum, which so often we don't go to, you know, we don't even right. give ourselves permission to think about. So, yeah. so I'm interested for you, you know, I feel like a bit of an imposter because I'm talking to you and I haven't yet launched this <laughs> podcast, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's happening. So what's, what's the best thing that's come out for you from having launched your own podcast? You know, when you, when you did feel that imposter. Mm, I think the thing that I think about most with the podcast that I have with with the wonderful Jen Waldman is that honestly, Kat, we would do it if, even if no one was listening. So you, you and I were kind of talking a little bit before we hopped on and started recording and and we were sort of talking about, is it okay that there's a little bit of a selfish, you know, idea to having a podcast where it's like, Oh, for me, I get to learn off Jen Waldman every single week. And, and I get to ask her questions and she gets to ask me questions and that helps me, you know, connect dots in my head. And that to me, as someone with a growth mindset, you know, someone like you who loves to read and listen to podcasts and learn, I'm like, that is thrilling. That is absolutely thrilling. So one of the huge benefits I see, whether it's talking to other people or for me talking with Jen, is it's feeding my own curiosity, which I think makes it even easier to keep showing up. Now, we absolutely love our listeners and we absolutely love that there is a community of really brilliant and generous people that listen. But honestly, if, even if no one was listening, because we used to have these conversations when we didn't have a podcast, yeah, we would yeah. continue, we would continue to do it. So it's kind of that, that really exciting, I guess, learning that is having these conversations is beneficial, whether it's a podcast or not. Yeah. And that brings to mind that whole, for me, if you can get to the point where something is, the pursuit of something is happiness. So not waiting until I've reached a successful, you know, I've got 10 million downloads or I, I've reached some heady height that I'm, you've got to make sure that it's something that you're going to enjoy doing along the way yeah. and keep checking yeah. in with that. Am I really, is this sparking joy for me? Cause if it's not, you've got to ask yourself, why are you doing it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so there's, I mean, there's that, I guess it's a cliche a little bit now where you've got to, you know, fall in love with the process and I feel like I'd heard that enough times to intellectually understand it. Mm. And, and possibly the podcast was one of the first times where I really felt like I embodied that. I'm like, oh, I, I get it. There's no mm. outcome that Jen and I are seeking necessarily. 
we're just enjoying the process of recording these conversations and releasing it to the world, getting feedback and going again. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, now that's that's what it means to to your point to fall in love with the process a little bit. Yeah, and and certainly the bit that I'm now excited about is is launching it, and you know, because having these conversations has been lots of fun, but then mm. actually seeing how people respond to them and and that yeah. connection that invariably happens when people reach out to you and go. I did not know you were doing that or, you know, yeah. I had no idea. So yeah, yeah that's uh, that's a fantastic message for people who are just, yeah, just toying with an idea that might just still mm. just be a little nugget of something that they want to pursue. So we're yeah. going to dive in, you know, one of the reasons this is a very self-serving podcast for me is because I <laughs> love, love, love listening to stories. And so I set about doing these three different, well, yeah, three different stories and what struck me so far has been just how varied they are, how everybody has their own unique take, you know, and it's the mm. first thing that springs to mind when I say, tell me about an act of kindness and boom, mm -hmm. everyone's got a story around it. So yeah. if we can dig in, um, tell me about yours. Yeah. Well, I, I love that you flagged the first thing that came to mind because I was very mindful of trying not to overthink it. Mm. So the mm. first the first story that came to mind, and, and it's even funny to think, huh, that's funny that's the first thing that came to my mind. The first thing that came to my mind was actually an act of kindness by Jen Waldman, who we mentioned a few times, my podcast co-host and dear friend. And it was back in 2017, actually, so three years ago at the time of recording. And it was it was seemingly on her end, I'm sure she wouldn't even perhaps call it an act of kindness. So it's just, it's interesting that I've, I think it's so, and it actually ties into something that you and I have spoken about before. So anyway, maybe I'll tell the story. So I met Jen and coached Jen in Seth Godin's old MBA, which is how you and I know each other. Mm -hmm. And, and so she was a student, I was a coach and her and I were having, you know, the usual kind of student coach sort of relationship where we catch up on zoom every now and then, and you comment on the work. And then one particular one-on-one -on -one conversation we had on zoom was quite profound for her that I perhaps didn't quite appreciate just how profound it was. And then, mm. so the, the, after the workshop, she actually reached out to me and said, I, I don't know if this is appropriate, but like, I, I think I need you in my life. Could you, could we, could you be my coach? Could we do something here? Like, can yeah. we keep this going? And I was like, sure, sure, sure. And so, you know, we did, and we started catching up once a month and, and about, I want to say two or three months after she, you know, we'd first met, she said to me at the end of one of our calls, you know, you're really good at this. You like, do you do this with other people? Have you thought about doing this with other people? Because like, I'm making all these amazing changes to my business and to my creative work based on these conversations. You're an amazing coach. And it was sort of off the cuff for her. Like, I think you should do this more often with more yeah. people. And then she kind of just ejected out of the zoom call. And I was sort of left sitting there like, huh, it was, it was this moment of being like truly seen, which yeah, is what I, yeah. you know, I mentioned you and I had just spoken about is how powerful it can be to have someone just see you. And that to me is almost, almost the ultimate act of kindness. It was, it is. Hey Pete, I see you doing this thing and I find it so like so empowering and so effective and so beneficial. You should do it for other people. And it, it just like, it hit me like a, a lightning bolt. And, and honestly, it, it is the reason 
or the, I guess the, the tipping point for me, cause I'd been thinking about it that ultimately led me to doing more coaching, which led me to, you know, quitting yeah. my job and starting a business. And three years later, here I am recording this with you. So it's, yeah, it's sort of just... wild to look back on that, that one, you know, maybe 45 second comment that Jen had that is, I would but say really kind comment kindness. because yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was fueled in kindness. It was, it was saying, you're really good at this. Yeah. And, oh. and seeing your, I think so often we don't see our own innate, the, the things that come so naturally to us mm -hmm. that we do them instinctively, whether it's yeah. empathy for me, it's empathy. I, I don't realize that's a skill that other people yeah. don't necessarily have. And yeah, it's just, when somebody sees it, calls it, and then presents it to you. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. a beautiful story because it really does show how much other people see in us. We, you know, they see so much more potential in us, so much more than yep. the negative stories we often start to tell ourselves about yeah. who we well, are. We go back to imposter syndrome. It's like, you yeah. know, Jen, Jen can't hear what my imposter is saying to me. She just, she just said what she observed and how yeah. she felt. Yeah. And that just cut through all of that imposter noise. And it was like, oh my gosh, okay. Gives you permission. Wow. Well, if, right, it gives me permission. And I'm, if Jen thinks I could, oh, I should I should do it. I should probably do it because yeah. I really respect yeah. and admire her opinion. So <laughs> Yeah, and it's so true that for your friends, you know, how often have we said to a friend, oh, it's no big deal. You know, you can, you, obviously, of course you can do that. You know, um, yeah. you say that to your friends all the time. And yet yeah. when it's to yourself, of course you can't do that you know don't be right. stupid that would just be ridiculous exactly. yeah yeah so, and it, no, it does make me story. think yeah it does make me think too just of how we could be that for someone else too so i, mm. I think about it, the, the 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 already the best one of the best things that came from recording this with you was pausing to think about that that simple act yeah. of kindness also made me think huh how could i do that for other people how could i be that for other people yeah well you i mean as a coach, I think you, that's, that's kind of the role, isn't it? Just showing up and saying to people what you see, holding up a mirror and saying, mm -hmm. here's what I see from mm -hmm. what you've said. You know, you've, you've described to me, I see compassion. I see energy, enthusiasm going over here, you know, and, yeah. and for so many people that's like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. you know, we, we've just had a conversation and you've mentioned this thing three times. So there's clearly yeah. a real yeah. pull towards it. And, mm. and yeah, I feel like sometimes you are just giving someone permission to, to follow that. And I know, yeah. I know that resonates so much with me because I didn't see myself as a coach until I took the old MBA and mm. they reached out, you know, I remember Kelly reaching out with a, an email saying, do you want to come and train to be a coach within our team? Mm. And I felt like I had won the gold medal, but my first <laughs> instinct, my first instinct was, oh, they must reach out to everybody and just hope that mm. kind of 5% of the people wow. then turn around and say, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll give that a go. Isn't and then when I found out that, that wasn't the case, it was like, oh, they must see something in me that I really didn't yes. see in myself. So yeah. Yeah. Fantastic story. Mm. So moving on. So the reason I connect um, acts of simple kindness and challenges is because mm. I think they're, they're quite connected, you know, that, that often when we overcome a challenge and we look back on it, if we're kind to ourselves, we, we should be saying, gosh, you, you did a really good job there. You have, mm. you've busted through something. So what's, what's yeah. your story around a challenge? 
Well, again, I went with the first thing that came to my mind, which again was fun to sort of observe in myself what was the first thing that came to my mind. And it was it was pretty minor, honestly. So we are coming into summer here in Australia and coming out of winter. And I guess for context, I where I grew up was on the south coast of Australia, right. a place called Ocean Grove, which is which is an hour or two hours from one of the capital cities, Melbourne. Anyway, so I grew up at the coast. I grew up swimming. I grew up surfing with my dad and my brother and my sister and my mom. And we were very much, yeah, we were very much that kind of beach family. And moving to a city like Melbourne, where there is a, you know, a a bay and a beach, but it's a little bit further away than where I'd gone to university and started to work and all those things. So honestly, I lost touch a little bit with with swimming and getting in the ocean. Anyway, so that's the context. So this this winter, we in Melbourne, especially, and I know all around the world, spent a lot of time in lockdown for yeah. you know a very very long period of time, and we were given in Melbourne at the at the peak of our lockdown, we were given you know one hour once a day where we were allowed to leave the house for exercise. It's been so tough, it really has. And uh, yeah, and I thought, okay, so one hour. <laughs> What am I gonna what am I gonna do in that one hour that is gonna help make the day, you know, one that is full of joy and one that I've at least, if nothing else happens that day, at least I had that one hour. Yeah. And I started thinking about the fact that I now lived, because I'd moved, I now lived only only less like less than five minutes from from the bay, from the beach. And so I thought, okay, it's the middle of winter. What if I got into swimming? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll start swimming in the ocean, you know, cold water swimming, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so the challenge, <laughs> the challenge that I overcame to answer your question was firstly, there was, you know, going, just getting in the water was a challenge. Firstly, when I got through that pretty easily, I, you know, get in and out pretty quickly. And then I thought <laughs> I actually like, you know, 30 seconds, but then I was like, I want to do some freestyle. I want to swim for, I don't know, 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes. Like you see, cause you can see there's people doing it. At yeah. the bay. I'm like, how are they doing? How anyway? So I got a wetsuit. I tried that and I lasted maybe a minute or two. And I got like a you know, like a brain freeze, like an yeah. uh, like what is I would it call seriously ice- that cold. It's pretty cold, yeah. I, I got what I call like an ice cream headache. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay, that doesn't make sense. So I, I was out fun. within about 90 seconds. This is not what I intended. I was fun, but I was determined to solve it. So the wetsuit didn't quite work. And so I called my dad, who still lives down at the beach. I was like, can't figure it out and he said you know what you need you need to get one of these wetsuit hats so it's basically like a like a full face cover that is made of wetsuit material <laughs> and so he's like i'll send you mine and he sent me his and i popped it on i looked absolutely ridiculous so it's definitely not a fashionable thing to do and i was able to swim for i think the first time i swam for about 15 minutes freestyle and the effect was like profound you, you didn't get the the really cold head and it just gave me the ability to swim for a bit longer. Yeah. And so that challenge of trying to navigate swimming in the cold water was was one that I solved in that micro. But what's been really cool, Kat, is it's now it's now coming into summer and I've swum I've swam every single day for the last at the time of recording this, ninety seven days. Wow. So I'm almost I'm almost at a hundred. And so once I, yeah. once I get to a hundred, I'm going to give myself a little, a little celebration and a little pat on the back. So that's the, yeah. that was the challenge that came to mind, the challenge of the cold water. You're just going to say, right, I'm going to embrace this and keep going. And, and that keep going. That's the whole thing. You know, how many of us get to day four and go, right. 
why did I think this was a good idea? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But also, so, I think that like you know, phoning a friend, calling my dad, and saying, "Have you have you got an idea?" Like, how could, it was almost like a collaboration. What could I do? How could I solve this? Yeah, and was there a moment where there was a there was a day where you go, "No, I'm not going to be beaten by this. I'm just gonna." This is you know because there's always that. Oh, this is really hard. You know, whether we're yeah. on a diet or we're trying to totally. sort of not drink for a week or whatever it is. You know, it's yeah. Like, I think it was probably the day that the the hat arrived in the mail. So my dad sent it to me. Yeah. And so there was a, a probably a a week or so period where I was like, oh well, I just I won't do I won't bother with it. That that was a that was a fun <laughs> experiment while it lasted. Right. <laughs> and then and then the hat arrived and my dad called me. So the hat arrived and I was like, Yeah, yeah, it's arrived. So and have, have you given it a go? And I was like, Well, I guess I have to now because my dad wants to know. Yeah. And then what ended up happening is dad and I over this, you know, hundred odd days, we've become like almost accountability buddies and he started swimming more and I'm swimming more and we're like texting each other. Did you get your swim in today? And so that accountability yeah. has, has helped a lot. <laughs> yeah. And there's a tipping point. I think at that point, once you are onto those streaks that, you know, you've crossed off that many days, you don't really want to break. Yeah. This is really going to be painful if I, if I don't want to do it. I have to say that's something, yeah, that discipline, you know, when you're training for a marathon or something, that's the mm. only time I can I can relate to where it's, I know if I don't do this, it's just going to become so painful to try. And so you just have yeah. to, it's that, that thing around, you know, I'm going to put my running shoes out. I'm not even going to make a decision. Am I yes. going to swim or am I not going to swim? It's just, yes. there is no decision here. It's right. I'm doing this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, all, it's almost, I mean, it, this have to sounds like it becomes a bit of a chore, but it's almost that mindset is you wake up in the morning, like, well, I have to go for a swim at some point. Yeah. So why not go now? That's sort of what it's become. I'm like, oh, well, I have to do it. I haven't got a, a you know, a, a coaching client for a couple of hours. I may as well get it out of the way now. And that's sort yeah, of been yeah. the morning routine I've got into. And has it become now something you want to do? I absolutely love it, Kat. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So the goal is now to get to 100, but then I'm like, oh, I don't feel the need to stop. Like so I, then you I'm, don't need goals yeah, right. brilliant, yeah. brilliant story. Now that's um I knew as a coach you'd have some phenomenal stories for getting getting motivation. Finding that motivation, it's like when you get the 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 sweet spot between intention. So this is this is something in my head I want to do. And then the motivation I think comes from deeper inside you. You know, that's that's mm. something connected with your heart. But when you marry those two and you understand why you're doing something, and then it just becomes this, oh. I'm doing it now. I'm not even, yeah. yeah, I don't have to overthink it. I don't have to put myself in that spot every day. So I like I wanna... that, that, yeah, I like that tying it back to the heart too. Cause I do think that, I mean, the reason I set the context, I do think there's something in the nostalgia for me of going back to my roots of, I grew up at yeah. the beach. I like to swim. I love getting in the ocean. So building that habit back is, and it's connected me, you know, not that I wasn't connected to, but it's made my father and I have a, another thing to talk about each time we catch up. And yeah. so it's been, it's been really and the, nice. When you build all that into it, you really get behind, you know, yeah. why you're doing it. You almost sneak up on the, on the bit of you that resists the bit of you that's yeah. sort of standing in your way. Yeah. You kind of go behind their back and just go, well, I'm doing this anyway. So <laughs> may as well get on board. And then, and then all the reasons to do it become, and I guess you feel fitter and yeah, there's, there's, mm. there's all that sort of benefit that, initially you don't feel that's the problem i think with any transformation it doesn't happen overnight and so yeah. because you're not feeling those benefits you you just like yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fantastic thought story. Thank you so much. Now, for me, music, the reason I bring music into things is because it's such a universal language and because mm. I love the way people go, oh, one track. I've got to just pick pick one story. Oh, but again, exactly this, is, <laughs> this is about this is about the the one piece of music that just springs into mind. And it for a lot of people, it turns out to be something they've been listening to through lockdown because it's their lockdown song, mm. or you know, it's 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 where you go to for that sort of um connection with a place or a time or but i love the fact that music really does sort of touch your soul and and for yeah. so many people you know they've, they've got their song totally i mean i have i have deliberately created playlists when i'm on holidays right. so that if i listen to those songs i'll remember the holiday yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so i found this exciting but read really hard to get down to one <laughs> Yeah. And that's, you know, you can go on Desert Island Discs at some point, yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll get the invitation and you'll get to choose eight at that point. So you'll be fine. But this is just Perfect. building up to that. Just pick one. Yeah. yeah. So the one, the one that came to mind was in the, and once I thought of it, I was like, of course, that's it. If I have to pick one, it has to be this song. And it's a little bit left of field. It's from uh, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, excellent. Is, excellent. Yeah. It's Born to Run, but it's the acoustic version not not the you know the the i think the the more common version is the you know where the full band's playing this is yeah. the just bruce and his guitar and his harmonica singing and performing born to run and it's because of this childhood memory so my dad owned the vhs i guess it was back then of a bruce springsteen live concert and as a family but as kids, I just remember, I must have watched that VHS a couple of hundred times. Like I watched it so many times oh. and I can remember all the songs in all of the, the, the right order and everything. But there's that, the one song that always stands out the most was acoustic version of Born to Run. And it has taken on so much meaning in the lives of me and my brother and my sister, obviously my dad and my mom as well. And I just, I, I can... I can't hear it too much. I always have a memory of whether it's being a kid or visiting my brother over on the other side of Australia. And we would listen to it when we're driving around and it just, yeah. it's just so synonymous with my family and with happy, you know, good memories and times really. Yeah. yeah. And it's so beautiful that you can put that one piece of music on and even if they're not immediately around you, you go to mm. that place, you know, and, and it's steeped in childhood and all that yeah. sort of. And I think for someone, you know, for, for anyone who's just able to, yeah, take themselves out, especially if you're, if you're feeling a bit blue about something, you're having a tough mm -hmm. day and you can just use it as a mood booster. Fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, from and a every... personal point of view, I am so pleased to have the boss as part oh, of the playlist <laughs> because that also, yeah. I mean, I remember listening to, um, yeah, born in the USA mm. when I was probably, I think it was, I was about 16. So it was around the live aid concerts. Um, yeah. you know, he came over to do that and, uh, yeah, I, 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 that whole, the way his music has evolved and yeah. his own story is just, yeah. yeah, he's an amazing artist. So he really is. And, I mean, sidebar, the, you and I were talking about our love for podcasts and audio just before we started recording. The Bruce Springsteen audiobook is 
hands down my favorite audiobook ever recorded by anyone. It really? Is, so remind me again. 20, it's, it's 20 hours and it's him narrating his own autobiography. And it's called Chapter and Verse, I believe. Oh, and it's, fantastic. It's right, we're going to link to that. Phenomenal. Yeah, like, like he busts out into song. You know, he's meant to be narrating the book and then he'll start sort of humming along and singing and it's just, it's like a, it's like a performance. It's so, so good. I'm going to, I'm going to invest in that over Christmas. And yeah, the kids will be going, now she's got her headphones on again. What's yeah, going yeah. on? She's yeah. listening to the boss oh, again. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. I know because everybody's reinvesting in vinyl. So we have, <laughs> um, we still have all the old LPs and, and yeah, when we first got, our, the, we, we had to rebuy a turntable because the turntable had gone the journey, but we kept the, the vinyls from um, when my husband and I were, were growing up. And the kids mm. were all like, you know, yeah, they're great, but what do you do with them? And 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 now yeah. everyone's <laughs> sort of reinvesting. I, I I know Taylor Swift has just released her LP on vinyl, and you know, wow. folklore is out in this beautiful. She's even got this like caramel colored disc, and it's um in this black and white sleeve. And and again, it takes you right back to those. This was what it was like to have have it in your hands. And, yeah. and I remember that you know one of the 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 things I think we miss out on now is that because we have Spotify and we download music, mm. there isn't like a, an album cover doesn't mm. etch itself onto your memory in the same way yeah. as, you know, you were talking about that VHS tape and there's yes. just, there's something very visceral about having the actual physical thing in your hands. That's I feel like I can, I can almost like you can smell the, the plastic VHS smell of the cover. And I know, I know the image on the front of this. Yeah. It's just, you're so right. There's a visual element to it. There's a, there's a, you know, a smell to it. There's a, yeah, it's quite a, yeah, quite a graphic almost experience or a full experience. Yeah. Oh, well, from a personal point of view, I am so pleased that this playlist, which is coming <laughs> together, you know, we've got such an eclectic mix of music. It's going to be a, yeah. it's, it's going to be a good listen, but, um, but having Bruce there is, yeah, it's very special. So thank you. Perfect. So we, we usually wrap up just by saying, you know, this is the collective wisdom. I'm, I'm hoping to collect little mm. nuggets of wisdom to put together. Do you have a piece of wisdom that you would like to share, not only just with people out there now, but maybe something that you would have told yourself when you were younger, if you could go mm. back? Mm. I had a piece of wisdom that was told to me when I was younger that I had, I guess, almost forgotten and have been reminded of it at various times throughout my adult life. And it relates very very heavily with the story I told about swimming in the cold water. Mm. And the line is, you'll never regret a swim. Oh, wow. Wow. And my mum had that printed in a pink piece of paper. It used to sit at the top left-hand corner of our fridge at home growing up. Yeah. And so I'd, I'd see it every day. You'll never regret a swim. And my mum would say it to me all the time. And at various times throughout my life, like I mentioned, I'd forget it. And then for whatever reason, I'd go back home and I'd see the bit of paper and the paper's still there. It's, I think she's like reprinted a new one. It's still there. Gosh. But that, it sounds so simple, but I find it quite profound is you might be in the foulest mood. You might be in the middle of lockdown and you might be feeling a bit in the dumps. If you can drag yourself, I know for me personally, if I can drag myself to the beach and just have a quick swim, even if it's 30 seconds or if it's 20 minutes, that's great. 
and I'll never come out of it regretting it. I'll always feel better. I'll always feel happier, lighter, more awake, more alert. And I come back to that, that line time and time and time again. It's actually, <laughs> I wrote about it once upon a time when I was at school, it got published in the, you know, the local paper or the, the state paper. And then I, I republished that on my blog and it remains the most viewed post <laughs> by wow. like wow. almost like three times because I think it resonates with people. You'll never regret a swim. Yeah. And it's, it, you know, it's actually become almost like a spiritual practice. Mm. You know, there's that, that, that more sort of profound, deeper element yeah. to it that it's not really just about swimming. It's, it's exactly. about taking yourself out of the moment and and there's something about swimming because you can't listen to podcasts <laughs> well I, I think now you can you can but but you shouldn't no, you should you should you just shouldn't <laughs> it's i mean there's there's probably a profound you know people talk about getting in nature and leaving leaving your phone at home and all of that and all of that is baked into going for a swim you, you can't yeah, have your exactly. phone it sounds like you can now but you should just got to be with yourself <laughs> for just yeah. a little while yeah yeah and you're busy because of the mechanics of it your brain's busy doing that bit and and you're left yeah i think i think it's a great way to take yourself out of your your mm. your, your sort of negative thoughts and things fantastic yeah. oh thanks for that so i am this has been everything and more um no really <laughs> really pleased but no thank you so much for for joining us and for being part of the collective wisdom podcast thanks very much thank you Keith. for having me thanks Kat. thanks for having me you're welcome bye now Thank you so much for listening. There are almost a million podcasts out there to choose from, so I really appreciate you for choosing this one and spending your valuable time with me today. If you found it helpful, I would be truly grateful if you would rate and review it as it helps others to find us. And if you haven't already, you can hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts to be sure of getting every episode sent to you. You can find all the resources we talk about and more about my guests in the show notes over at collectivewisdom.podbean.com or you can find me on Instagram at collectivewisdompod where I'd love to hear any feedback, suggestions for new guests or comments that you have. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're interested to know more about how my coaching can help you, you can find more about that on my website at catpreston.com. Thank you so much for joining me.